When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, we're back. Uh, Josh, Ryan, and Tom. Nick is driving back from Chicago. We we actually figured out what concert uh, he was going to was The Cure. He went and saw The Cure. He was not seeing, uh, who was it, Ron, Morgan, how do you say his name, Wallen or Whalen? I thought it was Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Wallen. Yeah. Goddamn. Um, so, Country Fried uh, Wop is off the menu. He was just going and seeing <laughs> <laughs> the cure. He told me they didn't do six different ways, which was a bummer. So, I, uh, we, him and I have a special bond with that song. Um, anyway, oh man, what else is going on? The Tonys are on this weekend. The you Tonys guys, guys, are on. You guys watch yeah. the, t- the dances? Awesome. The Tony, the Tony dance. dance. I, I for one, the Tonys, man, they're getting ever... so, they're getting yeah. so political. So like, <laughs> I wish they would leave that stuff. You know, let's just have men sing in musical theater and just leave all the wokeness out of it. You know, that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, just well, actually, men dressing up in in makeup and wigs, and listen. then you know, I don't need to hear about your personal life. I just want you, to, you know, to belt a vita. You know, I don't need. I don't need all that. Yeah. <laughs> theater theater kids are already annoying enough as it is. We don't need them doing politics, okay? They're yeah. already They're already fucking insufferable. What Guys, I I have the cure to this woke culture liberal the cure, mind virus. Yeah. You have that the is, cure. Guys, it's a musical that I'm writing, I'm working on, and it's going to be Roadhouse the musical musical. yes it is going to be entirely written by uh stevie ray vaughn's grandson Uh he is um you know i'm i'm gonna be cast as patrick swayze of course because i have the figure and the temperament to pull that off as well as my um jujitsu skills that i've acquired because you know i used to listen known for its roundhouse kicking yes yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, listen, I mean, I didn't ever technically go to jujitsu classes, but I did listen to Joe Rogan a lot, like circa 2017, 2018. So yeah. I think I'm qualified. <laughs> um, if you if you did a roundhouse kick, how many roundhouse kicks do you think you could uh, attempt uh, before, before you died? How many? I know how many mine is because I tried it. Mine's three and a half. So how many? How many can I you mean, do? <laughs> I think I'm pushing like, you know, pro like I'm probably like a perpetual motion machine. Um, so I could probably do them forever. But 
say say I my form wasn't right, I'd say I'm probably pushing like ninety to three thousand. You know, critics are saying. There. Critics are saying that it's Roadhouse meets Shakespeare. Josh Thompson's, <laughs> Josh Thompson's Roadhouse perfectly encapsulates what it's like growing up in Midwestern America. The plights of the working class man just trying to get by while he bounces at one of the sexiest, oh, sorry, the only sexy roadhouse in Missouri. <laughs> it's up for five Tony Awards, including Best Roundhouse Kick. By Josh Thompson, <laughs> <laughs> and a Listen new category, a new category to uh, to appeal to the Roadhouse fanatics out there. Nicest jugs on screen going to Tom <laughs> Cook. <laughs> <laughs> is he drag or is he trans? We don't know. <laughs> Roadhouse yeah. to the musical. Our- you know, it's like it's like Wicked has the song Gravity, right? That's the one everyone knows. Well, mm-hmm. Roadhouse the Musical is going to have a little song called Pain Don't Hurt because that's how Swayze lived his life, and that's how I'm going to perform. So, Is, is that a real go. song, or did you just make up? Make no, up. that's just like my favorite line from Roadhouse where he's like getting like, like <laughs> sewn together by like oh. this fucking hot-ass doctor who I think is his love interest, and then... And, she, and then she's like, she's like, oh, do you want like like a local anesthetic? And he's like, no. Pain don't hurt. I'm Pain so, don't hurt. I'm so sorry. I'm just picturing with, <laughs> with music, including Pain Don't Hurt by Michael <laughs> McDonald. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Pain don't hurt, baby. <laughs> yeah. Pain Don't Hurt by Michael McDonald. Oh, yeah. You can't feel pain when you got no heart. Yeah, it's like a brass ensemble behind him. Oh, man. Now that's a big titted hit, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and what's the opposite of woke? Sleep. That's how you sleep the uh, Tony Awards right there. It's like... <laughs> Damn, get my ass in the theater. Of all... <laughs> I'm picturing the stick sports people saying that about musical theater. <laughs> We're going to serve buffalo wings and bush light. But here's the thing, it's fellas. musicals. Come on. We don't want to <laughs> hear about Trump. This is what you're forgetting. It's going to hit the theater oh, circles by storm because it's going to be full penetration, full hog. Every single showing of this, I am going to be fucking a different woman. We're gonna. You can smoke in um, the theater. We coming yeah. to you live. Oh Ireland. yeah, coming to you yeah, live at the Wayne smoke. County Eagles <laughs> Roadhouse to the music. Get your tickets to the Rays Banquet Center here at Cape Girardeau for Roadhouse to the musical. Critics are calling it a thing. Featuring <laughs> <laughs> live performance. Pain Don't Hurt by Michael McDonald. <laughs> I love to tell you, the pain don't hurt, baby. Just encouraging the audience to brawl. Like, that's part of it. It's like an interactive theater. Catch, catch, it, catch it out front in front of Chapter's Supply. <laughs> Coming to you live from Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> Get your tickets to Orschland. Come pet just, the pig. 
I'm just imagining some some county sheriff like pulling up on the highway and seeing like a brawl of like shirtless men. It's like, should we do anything about this? Nah, the musical's just in town. We just keep driving. (laughs) Hold on, is it? Hold on, is it a real brawl? And all they just hear is all these people screaming "No homo" as it's like shirtless dudes brawling. (laughs) Just in front, just in front of an orchard. <laughs> when you're doing the musical, and there's advertisements and clothes racks, 25% off coveralls. <laughs> baby, ch- baby chicks buy 10, get two free. Michael's fucking McDonald it. and the rest of the Doobie Brothers playing corporate rock. Nah, dude. Instead oh my of throwing God, flowers dude. at the end, they're just gonna throw us fucking pills of ivermectin. Like that thing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Josh with back to back fucking banger bits. Last week it was what John ja Morant, Paul Goldschmidt going through the John ja Morant, <laughs> John Morant Man, phase, and this week. Roadhouse 2, the musical. <laughs> they just come to me, man. <laughs> Roadhouse fans have stormed the Peabody Opera House. They have beaten up all the Les Mis fans. <laughs> they have set up, shot, set up shop in the foyer. They are refusing to come down. They will not let the musical conductor go. The army is being it's called in. Roadhouse 2, the musical. A sensation and revolution. Part of the show. <laughs> A revolution with your feet. Pain don't hurt, Roadhouse (laughs) 2. Oh, Christ. Oh, man. Well, that was good. We killed like uh, six minutes for that. (laughs) My brain hurts a little less. I mean, we have Crumble Coin plays of the week. Josh's Roadhouse bit broke my computer for about like a few minutes, so... Uh, we're back again for real. I'm not sure where we were at. I think we were going to pick Crumble Champs or uh, yeah. make Ryan talk about yeah. it. Make Ryan give us a fucking book report. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, you know, we don't have to, like, move on to it yet. I mean, like, what if critics don't like Roadhouse 2? Like, does... Like, do people just beat up the critics? Like, it's like a rat, yeah. like a ratatouille thing. Critic goes there, and then you roundhouse kick him into like a fucking pile of just like drums and brass. Is what it is. I mean, here's the thing: Roadhouse Two, the musical, is way ahead of its time. People, they're just not ready for it if they don't like it. Oh man! Um, I'm, special guest I'm just imagining by the Hell's Angels. <laughs> the, the Tonys that year that like. Roadhouse doesn't win any any like any awards, but like Pain Don't Hurt comes on like a WWE entrance song. And you just see <laughs> see them descending from the back they, with like baseball bats. That's how they introduce every character the first time in the musical, like a WWE. They have to do Pain the musical. Don't they, hurt. Yeah, they have to do the musical at convention centers and in and in like fucking hockey arenas. <laughs> I've never seen Ooh. I've never seen a musical Roadhouse have the too. SmackDown logo in entrance. What's going on? <laughs> Usually musicals yeah. don't have fireworks go off. <laughs> Roadhouse 2, the musical on ice. On and ice. It's just yeah. fucking 
it's just me as Patrick Swayze just slitting people's throats with ice skates. Just, I think I, I think that's the whole movie. It's just a bloodbath. Like, Michael McDonald, <laughs> Michael McDonald on his piano in the middle of an ice cream. <laughs> Spotlight shot. Oh, pain don't hurt. Let me tell you. Oh, oh, oh. oh pain don't. You get up in the morning. Nothing can hurt you like the woman you knew. Oh, pain don't hurt. I'm going to the bar to work as a bouncer. Oh, go to beach some ass. Yeah. I like it. We should write yeah. this. We should write this. It's, uh, we, sh- we should write fuck this. Fuck 1982 part three. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm serious. I'm, hey, serious. Don't hurt. I'm not joking. I'm not broken. We're gonna make, we're gonna make the Roadhouse 2 music. We're gonna make a special out of it. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to like those, uh, I guess like old timey like radio programs where they would like war- worlds, I guess, or some shit. But like anytime they do like those neo noir, or sorry, those old noir, like whodunits on there. But we're doing it. Mm. We're gonna be like, we're gonna put Doctor Who to shame, okay? We're gonna show Doctor Who that pain don't hurt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hell yeah. <sighs> Okay. I could probably talk to Kirby at the radio station. Let's be like, hey, can we just have like seven and a half hours of airtime? It's a very long musical. <laughs> it's like. And we'll just do like it on four, the air. It's like full roadhouses. It's intense, man. <laughs> we show up in and costume and they're like, you know, no one's going to see you, right? No. <laughs> yeah, but we really thought. We didn't know they tore down the Ray's Banquet Center, and so we we got to use in its past the return date for all these mullets, <laughs> all these mullets and sleeves. If we can't return these plaid shirts, we already tore the sleeves off of them. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh man. Okay. All right. Baseball. <laughs> Baseball. Crumble um, coin champ of the week. Yeah. Uh, crumble. Who's your guys? Who's your crumble picks? Who's your crumble coin champs of the week, boys? Mm. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this man, um, very famous man, scholarly, they would say, um, oh. went to many universities, but then ended up hating those same universities and hating those people inside the universities and society at large. Ted Kaczynski, everybody. Oh, he is my yes. crumble coin player of the week. Damn it, Ted. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I like head suck dick-ski. Am I right? Lost, lost yeah. a good one, you know? Yep. He was found dead in a supermax prison. You think? What do you think he knew about Epstein? That means still a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. He was. So, yeah. Ted Ted Kaczynski, everyone. The Unabomber. I like to remember him more f- from just the bombs. I like to remember him as, as Ryan, you know, an academic, um, a minimalist. Uh, I mean, part of part of MK Ultra, you know, we, allegedly. We can um, all hope and pray that we live a life just like Ted, to where the FBI takes your entire house intact and puts it in a warehouse like Indiana Jones. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Right in the little Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse. So, Ted, 
If I had a soundboard, Josh, don't get any ideas to release a shofar. <laughs> to release a shofar, I would give you a shofar. Uh, Josh, who's your crumble champ? Oh, man, it's been a tough one. But I'm going to say it is Justin Turner um, because oh. he looks exactly like uh, Brett Terhune, that comic that came and performed the Laughing Gas. Tayrune, Tayrune. They look exactly alike. And I just saw a tweet from him with a video of it, and it is very funny. Um, so, yeah, that's my Crumble Coin champ. Dude, uh, I love Brent. Um, God. Let's uh, get him on the pod. He might. I mean, him and I, he remembered me when he came back through uh, Laughing Gas. And I don't tweet it sound as a, a, a horn tootin'. I mean, if someone like me just scurried up to you like a fucking goblin, and be like, "Would you like to? Hear, would you like? Can I talk to you about my my gay little baseball podcast?" You know, you'll probably <laughs> that would probably be so jarring you would remember it the same way you remember like seeing a car accident. But yeah, <laughs> um, man, yeah, no, that's good. My um, uh, my crumble champ uh, of the week. Is uh, is Anthony Bass's career uh, because he took a stand, all right. He took a stand and he got mm-hmm. DFA'd literally as soon as we released the episode making fun of him. He immediately got DFA'd, and uh, I was halfway tempted for us to call in an emergency pod just to do a five minute laugh, <laughs> five minute laugh track <laughs> on it, but. Um, Hopefully it's the last. So what is it going to do? Actually, you know what? We were probably. I, my crumble champ is MLB trade rumors with a Z because they totally got me to bite the fucking onion after he got DFA saying the Mets picked him up. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. One more thing to make fun of that organization over. And I totally shoved that onion down my fucking wet gullet. That was that was great. He's That's my crumble champ. MLB trade rumors with a Z. Mm. So what, we've played an integral role in that. I think we should give ourselves a round of applause. You know like we we, yeah. we made that happen. We're the real, so yeah. We're the real crumble champ. Clap it up for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. Um, yeah, what else to talk about? Um, the Marlins. The Marlins. Baby, the Marlins are fun to watch. Chip Schumacher has that team, I tell you what, playing, playing some inspired baseball. Let's just be honest about that. The Marlins are, uh, that's a decent team they got going. What are they like? Uh, they're like 10, 11 games over 500, right? I mean, they're doing, they're doing solid. Yeah. Second place in the NL East. Yeah. And a crowded. Looking to maybe be. Yeah. Rumor are there going to be buyers here in a few weeks, the deadline? Like. 37 and 29, man. That's not a bad number to have. I mean, eight games over, that's probably their, what? That's like their best start since, what, mid, mid 2000s, if anything? Yeah, and Sandy's not even at his full potential yet. Like they're they're doing this all with like offense. It seems like dude, and they came back five to one against the Chicago White Sox, who play and are underperforming like a local team. I but we're not going to go there. Um, but they dropped five runs on them in like the last two innings. It was an inspired little comeback. I mean, Marlins, man, that's good to see. Miami deserves to have a good baseball team. I feel like I. They're owned by ghouls. We know that. Or they were owned by a ghoul, and mm-hmm. now they've 
try to reform and or not or reorganize I mean, management. They're still pretty much owned by ghouls, but you know that's it's good to see. It's good to see. Are you saying ghoul or Gould? I'm Does Derek Gould own the Marlins? <laughs> Is that what we're saying? We should get Derek. Yeah, Derek Gould's the blame. Derek Gould's the blame yeah. for the Marlins being good. Um, <laughs> it's good to see them doing well, because if they're in second place, that means the Mets and the Phillies are not. And that's, what's, that's what I appreciate most about it. Uh, the Phillies are going through it, although they had like... Um, like a five or six game winning streak at one point, and they had what Kyle Schwarber with that cartoonish like uh, hitless streak that they had going on. But I mean, the Phillies are on the up and up. Uh, what else in baseball? What like think of a team that's close to us, right? Think what else? Uh, the Royals. The Royals are um, still fucking bad. They've lost five in a row, uh, but. I mean, they never set the expectation that they were going to be better than that. They are living, quite literally, living up to their expectations, okay? Yeah. They're like, we're young. They are young. We don't have much, but we're going to see what we got, Everyone's, you know? Uh, yeah. Ellie De La Cruz, he's fast, and the only guy faster than him in the league, you know who it is? Bobby Witt. Bobby Witt has a faster mm-hmm. sprint speed. And how about that Ellie De La Cruz guy, Steve Wood? He's electric. Don't you agree? Y'all see that bomb he had up near his fucking shoulders? That, like, 460-foot mammoth shot that nearly left Great American Ballpark? Just beautiful. And he's so fucking fast. That kid's a star. That kid... I know he wasn't the number one prospect this year. And, you know, I would hate to be an organization that maybe kind of hampers, you know, a top prospect. I'm not sure which team that would be, but... It's good to see the Reds called up a, a young star, and he seems to be handling the pressures very well. And they were very, you know, they seem to be a little meticulous with a with his with his potential here, and he's lighting the league on fire. It's good to see, right? I you love to see it. You love Man. to see it, um, Tom. I, I have a question for you. You yes. said that he was one of the fastest players in the league. You know, how does that compare to Paul Goldschmidt? Because I think Who? Paul Goldschmidt's at a bit of a disadvantage, seeing as he's constantly running with a loaded diaper. Um, um, I what, wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who this Paul Goldschmidt character is, Josh. I don't, uh, oh, okay. I heard... Um, he used to play it on the uh, Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks a few years ago. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 He's out of the league or something. I don't... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that explains why he's wearing diapers, you know. Yeah, he's old. Uh-huh. He's old as shit. Old as the shit he's in got his a, diaper. He's yeah. got an old face. Yeah, he's got. You have an old. <laughs> you have an old face, young man. I mean, it'd be a shame if he was still around and performing terribly in, in clutch situations. That would be uh, that'd be bad. Uh, but luckily, he's out of the league. He's gonna enjoy his retirement. He's gonna be all over. The league relegated itself down to 29 teams. There's only one team in Missouri now. It's the Royals. So that's who we got, and it's fine. It's fine because the Royals yeah. the Royals would never, ever set expectations that they couldn't match. Or better yet, that they could match, but for some reason just cannot live up to the pressures and, and defeat 
lowly competitor. Like, it would be embarrassing if the Royals were, like, slated to win the AL Central and they couldn't beat teams. I mean, the AL Central <laughs> only has one team over 500 right now. There's, uh, you know, it, it would be really embarrassing if you're in a weak division like that, preferably in the Midwest, and you couldn't, and you were supposed to beat up on these teams. Instead, you just, you just shit your pants. Like a big diaper like Paul Goldschmidt would have done if he kept playing his career past Arizona. That would have been embarrassing. Don't you agree? Agreed. Yep, the Cubs are in last place because there's only four teams in the NL Central now. That's something to think about. You know? Mm-hmm. If there was... Love to see the Cubs in last. It's it's great to see the Cubs in last place. We hate the Cubs. Um, they spent a lot of money on... Uh, on, I don't, I mean, I guess on scraps. I mean, they've already DFA'd Eric Hosmer. Um, they got him on the cheap, but, I mean, you know, their guy, Kyle Hendricks, almost threw a, a no-no the other day, but, I mean, they, they suck. It would be, it would be a shame to be behind a team that, over the last 30 days, has one of the worst, worst, I mean, like, OPSs, on base percentage, and batting average. It would really fucking suck if we were somehow behind a team like that. And not to mention, they play out of an old shitty-ass stadium on the north side of gentrified Chicago. That would be embarrassing, fellas. Let me tell you. <clears throat> so, Ryan, you got a book report for us? Um, well, I forgot everything because... The chapters I read are about a team that doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, a hypothetical yeah. one. Maybe a, a certain bird to take its place. The, the Lardinals. <laughs> yeah, like a, yeah, like a fat red bird. A fat, sluggish... That's, it's so red because it's so fucking embarrassed it's that it just keeps so fucking... Red. It just keeps... Pecking its own dick. Just a big red bird that just keeps pecking its dick. Fat just it hitting its big old dick and balls... Mm-hmm. With its goddamn pecker, just like Woody the Woodpecker, just drilling a hole into its crotch over and over and over again. A fucking gluttonous Um, bird. All it does is eat, eat, eat from those around it and doesn't have anything to show for it. It always tells you it's going to show you something, all right? And, you know, for a minute you you might expect to see something cool from them, but it always lets you down. Just a big, wasteful... Fat, disgust. It's a bird with pimples and acne. It has back acne. This is a big-ass red bird that has back acne. So, like, use something like that. Lardinals. You can even name the bird if you wanted to. Call him, like, Francis. Or Frank Bird. Frederick, Frank Frederick, Bird. Maybe. What's short for Frederick? Um, Fred? And call him, um, you know, just call him what he is. You know, you know, big... Fred bird. Wing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fred, um... Um, um, yeah, just Fred. Just call him Fred. Yeah. So, what? What's your book Fred, report on? Buddy? Fred Armas suck. Fred Armisen. Uh, my, I've been, I've been reading. Um, I think I mentioned it last week. Winning fixes everything. Yeah. Um, By Evan Drillick, one of the and, last good baseball journalists out there. Super journalist. Yeah. I think he wrote the book after he'd gotten fired from because they didn't want him reporting on these types of things. But uh, if you don't know the book, it's like basically how the Astros um, came to power and then also cheated 
um, in the 2017 World Series um, and many other times. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so based. Essentially, there's a whole chapter about a team that will not be named. Um, and... Air. It's gonna be so hard to do this without saying names. <laughs> um, there's a, there's a certain um, relegated uh, franchise, right? Yeah, there's a certain a certain team who is ran by um, an old gray-haired man. Um, we'll call him um, Wilt uh, Horse Jockey. Um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I can't do this. I'm just going to say the real thing. Okay, so basically, the part about the team that will not be named, um, Jeff Lou now gets hired by the Arby's man himself. Yeah. Uh, the Ar- Arby's man loves Jeff Lou now. Is like, hey man, you seem great. Um, I really want to do this Moneyball thing. I just read that book. Did you read that book? And he's like, yeah, I read that book too. And they're like, cool, brothers. And they do like a handshake, and they're like, cool, we're awesome now. Come meet my friends. And then there's this guy, Walt Jockety, and John Mazalek. I'm like, we fucking hate this guy. This guy fucking sucks. Really? Um, and, oh. yeah, they're like, we fucking hate this guy. And he's like, fine, I'm not going to talk to any of you. I'm just going to talk to the Arby's man. And um, so then Arby's man is like, cool, cool. And then it comes down to uh, Walt Jockety's like, hey, man, how did I do this season after 2003? And Arby's man is like, you fucking suck too. Get out of here. Really? And then, yeah. And then the, he's, he's got to leave. And he's like, man, I should pick either Jeff Lunau or this idiot in a bow tie. Um, I'm going to go with the idiot in the bow tie. And you can get the fuck out of here, Jeff Lunau. And uh, that's how, how it all played out. Wow. They, I'm, I'm just I'm saying. I'm hear that those, uh, those guys refer to him as Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. That's. The accountant. The accountant. They called the accountant Harry Potter. He, he was with a certain unnamed team until 2011 after they won a World Series, which was their last World Series, until that team was disbanded. And we will never speak of them again. Right. And, uh, so what, and it just seems, so, I like I like reading about that because I'm like, yeah, the Astros cheated or whatever. But like... The trajectory that that team that no longer exists could have gone on if they would have just stuck with stuck with this this man and uh, like just what what would have changed if somebody wouldn't have become the GM and somebody else okay would have so taken his place. what you're speculating is that Arby's man um, has Jeff Lou now take over for mm-hmm. after Walt Jockey. Well, Jockety left, what, 2008? And then Mosellac came in 2009, 10? Because Walt went and did... Yeah. No, it was... Jockety went and did... Um, he was GM for the Reds. Cincinnati. Yeah. And so what you're telling me is, is that those two GMs, one of them a current GM for a now dead team, and the other one not, who's been out of the league for a while, they didn't want to adhere to Lunau's like philosophy, right? Or they his his uh, his ability to assess the analytics part, right? Right, and it seemed like uh, you know Bowtie Man um, mm-hmm. was more perceptive to it, 
but was still like, we need to incorporate old school uh, philosophies too. Yeah. Like we can kind of mold the two. Yeah, get the two strikes as fast as you can. Right? Y'all don't need yeah. <laughs> Oh, you better slow down there, whippersnapper. You're striking too many guys out. If you keep pitching like that, we're going to put you in the bullpen. I say, I say, I say, as a chicken hawk. <laughs> you better watch it there now. Don't want you uh, overexerting yourself. Balls put in play have a tendency to result in outs. If you strike people out, people might get the wrong idea about this organization. <laughs> So that's what happened. It's pretty good, though. It's uh, Drellick's new book. He's like one of the few guys that wrote about how uh, how fucked John Turner is for uh, turning the A's into what they are. So. Yeah. You think things would have been different? No, it's good. If uh, he stayed with the, uh, the Baltimore organization? I just think it's how fast he turned around the Astros farm system. Yeah. Is like... And I feel like we've been this other team that we will not name has <laughs> who, been she, who, trying know, to do stole, that. Who stole information from them? You know, had the FBI. Come yeah, they cover they cover that too because apparently they all ten years ago they all had the same password for all of their systems. Like all these high level vice presidents just like shared a password that was basically like password one two three four. So they like they, it wasn't even like they did high. Killer B, they didn't even do like sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like high espionage. Chris Correa just guessed like he used the same password uh, like when he went to Houston, and it was he guessed right. Yeah. Can you imagine when they hacked into Jeff Winnell's computer and what terrible shit they were saying? About? Just bullies getting a hold of his diary, and now they're going to tell the girl he likes that uh, he thinks she's. That's what they're like. Oh, yeah. dude, you gotta fucking check this out. Ludo made his fucking <laughs> password. IRGCO62. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> and he's reading it like, have you seen Jeff's hat? Can you believe Jeff's wearing that stupid hat? <laughs> he's got the party flaps on the hat, Jeff Ludo. <laughs> oh, man, that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, what is a. So he took over for them in what, 2012? Yeah, for the 2012 season. Was that? Because I remember, I'm trying to make my memory work here, they had that really surprising season where they got like a wild card hurt. And then the next year they were close to 500, and then the Astros built a Death Star, is what they did. And let me look here. So he takes over in 12. They have back to back 50 win seasons. And yeah, then they get. Fucking yoked by, by like within. Yeah. Yeah. By twenty. I mean, they. He's even meticulous enough that the reason they drafted Carlos Correa uh-huh. was because they knew they could sign him, give him a lower signing bonus, and they could spread that money out to get better players later in the draft. So. So it was like they went more with a quantity over quality. Okay. They were just like we're gonna get a bunch of. We're going to spread out our, our signing bonus money over more players. So, 
I guess I could draw a comparison to this. Was that Alex was an Anthopolis, the Braves GM. His ability to offer guaranteed money to people in their arbitration years to buy them out. Because, you know, that that's working the same way, right? Spending yeah. out that money, you know, saving up. Uh, what did they get Correa for? First round overall, 2012. What did they sign for? 4.8. They should have given him, like, but they were they were able to give him like I think seven or eight million was like what the slot what the value was. And they got him because now that's all pre. Yeah, his bonus. Yeah. They gave him a four point eight million dollar bonus, and Byron Buxton had the largest that draft. But yeah, yeah, ain't bad. Ain't bad. You know what? Good for them. Good for them. You know there was a team that shall not be named. That had in that same draft. Did you know that in that same 2012 draft? You know how many first round picks they had that year? At five. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Damn. And uh, they picked up. I mean, I wonder where these guys are now. How they're doing? They picked up guys like Patrick Wisdom, Stephen Piscotti, Michael Walker. It's pretty impressive, you know. One of those names is very good. One of those names could have come back to this team. In the offseason? Um, in the offseason. Yeah, but, been, uh, you know, he was 31, and he probably wouldn't have been on their radar. And he's really expensive, you know that? I mean, he's making just a, just shy of $8 million this year. And uh, Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money. And, you know, if i That's I'm, a lot of cheddar. Yeah, if I'm... A GM of, let's say, a team that is, uh, that undermines, or sorry, undermines, that's a dumb word, that, uh, that takes for granted, okay, let's say, everyone else in their division and the rest of their schedule. If I was a general manager that didn't take their opponents seriously and just think everything works out, um, I wouldn't have considered this guy, let's be honest. I would have told the press that we were gauging players like, that were bound to get hurt or have an, a history of injury like Carlos Rodon. But I wouldn't, like, let the press know that guys like Nathan Evaldi or Michael Walker were ever on our radar. That would... <laughs> <laughs> that, would that would insist I'm not doing my job, right? <laughs> I mean, Michael Walker, I mean, it's not like he had... Oh, he did have a good season in 2022. <laughs> I mean... Nathan Avaldi, no one, no one saw this coming. I mean, Nathan Avaldi, he had a oh wow, he also had a good season in twenty twenty two. Yeah, man, if I didn't ever consider those guys who combined, if I were to sign them, would have just cost twenty three million dollars for both of them. People might think I'm a fucking idiot at my job. They might. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we continue the bit? I mean, we made it 40 minutes without saying who we are. Do you... We can not say their name, but... Yeah. I'm so fucking confused, you know I don't know what's so going on. <laughs> not trying to be funny. Not trying to make anyone have the worst day of their job. All I want to know is... Did any of these fuckers... Consider signing Michael Walker? <laughs> oh, is your name Bob um, too? No, that's why I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> it's been a rough June. It's over. 
Do, you know how people used to say, used to like, yeah. used to say that, uh, or still say that like Matheny inherited the team from Larusa, like it was never like Matheny's team. It was like it was just the yeah. same players that Larusa had. Yeah. Is there any way that like people say that could say the same thing about Mo and that like he inherited the team um, from like an organization from that was already on the upswing when he inherited it and he's just kind of been coasting for so jockety was fired he's fired at the end of 07 first losing season ever and then mo took over in 08 and you know he takes over a team that was hurt and had vastly underperformed kind of similar to today right and they didn't make the postseason his first year as GM. But, I mean, they finished 10 games over. It was something to feel good about. And then, I mean, I would say there's truth to the upswing, but they weren't. You know how, like, they get grief for the 90 wins thing? Like, that's their formula. I mean, in a weird way, they were kind of doing that crap before 11. You know, they didn't make the postseason in 2010 and 2008. Mm-hmm. 2009, they won the Central with, like, 90 wins. And then they got exposed in the NLDS that year. And then 2011, I just feel like they had Chris Carpenter dad magic, you know. His one last full season, like, go around with this team. And Carp and Yachty and Albert just refused to let this team, like, like feel bad for themselves and I think they just got hot I think they got lucky I think they used uh, they were able to harness Lance Berkman's fear of trans people taking a shit in a public restroom and I think they just got lucky and kind of won <laughs> they won 11 they got hot they got hot as everyone else does and then I don't want to say like I mean, Matheny inherited, inherited a good team, but he lost Pujols, and he had to play, like, Alan Craig there. And, you know, that's when Molina had his breakout season. That's when we picked up, like, Beltron. But, I mean, Berkman got hurt, too. You know, we had to run John Jay out there. I mean, Matheny, I will say, for inheriting a good team, as much of a lummox as he was, because we saw what he did when he had to go build a team, like in Kansas City, he maintained that team for for a good while. We won 100 games under Mike Matheny. And then eventually we didn't. And then we had Mike Schilt, who I thought was a fairly decent manager. I thought he was a good strategist. And then he questioned some party lines, and then he got dumped, and now we're in the position we're in now. So... I do miss old Shilty. Man, Yeah. I didn't like that move then, and I obviously am not liking it now. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me that Shilt at that time got dumped, but to me it's not about... I thought Shilt was like a fine... like a, He was like an alright strategist, you know? And I think when people really gave him grief for his bullpen woes, like, the, you remember the Alex Reyes and the in the wild card game against the Dodgers. I still defend it. Right. Like, you bring in, you're supposed to bring in your closer in that situation. You're supposed to bring in one of your high leverage arms. And to be fair, he didn't have much bullpen to work with. That was 
And honestly, that team over got didn't I guess overperformed, but they got super lucky. They won seventeen in a row. They got yeah. they the yeah. devil magic right, and it brings us to this year right because maybe they overperformed last season. Maybe, honest to God, they did. Maybe all the woes that we were worried about. Maybe this team has always been kind of like what they were in 2020. Just really kind of meandering around 500. Like, that's what you get on, like, when they're not lucky. When that expected batting average isn't as good as they are. Because you have an old-ass pitching staff. You got lucky with a trade. And your stars, honestly, maybe overperformed a little bit, don't you think? Like, take Brendan Donovan. Maybe Donovan is what he is this year than he was last season. No. You're, I, no I still believe. <laughs> I still believe, man. Hey, I think... Don't uh, do this to me. You know, Mariucci. Uh, maybe Mariucci ain't good of a hitting lab as we thought. You know what it is, Tom? What is it? It wasn't Yadier Molina keeping the team together. Maybe it wasn't it was. the fact that it it wasn't the fact that, you know, Albert Pujols was still an active MLB player. Good vibes. It's the fact that we don't have Daniel J. McLaughlin calling our games. He was the one inspiring our players. You know, that is just as plausible as any answer really cuz um yeah, uh, this current squad that they're fielding doesn't make a whole lot of sense with how they they're they're toast. Maybe if we had drunk ass Daniel McLaughlin, the old Danny Mac in the booth, maybe things would be different. Maybe the the attitude would be uh, or better. Maybe the maybe the vibes would be good. Maybe there'd be some kind of energy. Maybe we wouldn't have to read the same fucking shit every day that the reporters report on, which is that we're frustrated, we have to play perfect, we don't know what's happening, everything's just going wrong. Eventually, you are what your record says. Record says you suck. Yeah. At what point do we start looking at the free agents for the off season and start start uh, hyping ourselves up for um, who we're not going to sign? I think we just start watching uh, some college baseball highlights. Look forward to the draft, and then um, I don't know um, if any if any reporter were to stumble upon this part of the pod. I think a very good question to ask is the front office. What are your plans to make sure this team is ready by 2024? Not by, sorry, to start the 2024 season, because this season's gone. We have 27 wins. We have 39 losses. And I ran the numbers. There have been 455 teams, guys, who started the season 27 and 39 or worse in their first 66 games. Three of them finished above 500. A fourth team finished 500. 
Two of those 455 teams made the postseason. One of them being the 1981 Royals, who we talked about in 1982 Part 2. You should go check that out. They got in on a technicality because they cut the season in half, and the Royals were ass in the first half and got lucky in the second half. And they made it into the postseason even though they were 50 and 53. And the other team that made it in was the 1914 Boston Braves. So we're looking to do something over the course of the whole season, because I don't see a strike coming, that hasn't been done in over a hundred fucking years. 2005 A's started off 26 and 39, 26 and 40, and they finished 88 and 74, but they didn't make the postseason. The 1974 Twins finished 82 and 80. Those teams, well, the A's had some stars. The Twins had fucking 38-year-old Harmon Killebrew. I would say this current team that we're talking about, who, much to our credit, we're, we haven't said their name. This current team we're talking about is not going to make the postseason. They've done, dug such a deep of a hole. They dropped two or three to the Reds at home. They are 13-20 and 20 at home. They are 7-15 and 15 in one-run games. They have the sixth best WOBA with runners in scoring positions. Do you guys know that? Sixth best. And you know why it's that good? Because for two weeks, when they were playing like the team they were, they were the best hitting team in that span. And ever since, before then, they were middle of the road. And since then, the last 18 games, with this team, that we're still not saying the name of. They have a 500 fucking OPS with runners in scoring position. Last 18 games, with bases loaded, not one goddamn hit. Want me say that again? Last 18 games, when the bases have been loaded, they don't have a tick in on base percentage, slugging, or OPS. Flat fucking zero. Season's done. I don't know. I mean, unless something miraculous happens. I guess, uh, you know, you flirt long enough with the devil, take a drink from his magical cup, eventually comes back and bite you in the ass. Mm. They suck. They fucking suck. This is a this is a very somber episode. What started out as so much fun has oh, now uh, yeah. become... Mm. <clears throat> I think... Hey, you know who's going to be a free agent soon? Yeah, who's going to be free agent? Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin. That seems like somebody we would... Trade for? We should trade for him. Chris Sale. Chris Sale. He's doing good, right? No, he... um... Ryan, you know the thing that's happened to him the last few years where he's constantly... um... What is it? Um... Not angry... Although he's angry all the time. Hurt? Yeah, that's what it is. He's hurt again. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, man. Super bummer. I, what, about, what about Lance Lynn? Huh? Lance Lynn. Oh, here, let me run the numbers real quick. It says right here, he fucking sucks. Really? Lance Lynn? He had one of the highest pitching wars a few years ago in Texas. Rob Friedman says he's got a potty mouth, and that helps. But it says right here, Lynn has a 6.72 ERA. 
And a pip over five. He is. He's yikes. Oh, oh God, Ryan. I hope this for upcoming free agent class. You know, I hope it's done. I hope it ain't bad. Are you telling me? Are you telling me like we had our chance this past season maybe to prove the team? Is that what you're? Is that what you're telling me? You tell me things are gonna get worse or harder now? What what are you what are you hinting at, buddy? I'm saying uh, it's gonna be tough unless you can get one guy who can go both ways. Um, oh yeah, going to thread the needle. Yeah. But what do you? Not a lot. Not a lot to pick from to uh, to help out the old. Oh man, that would be so good. A guy who is really Noah good. Syndergaard. Noah That's Syndergaard. who you're going after. Yeah. <laughs> He's yes. Strong. Carlos Carrasco. Hey. Another good option. If Michael Walker gets his option turned down, we get him back. We could we could right mm-hmm. the wrongs. Rich Hill. What's... Why not Rich Hill? He's still there's there's one name next year, Aaron Nola, but because he's the only name, he's gonna get so much fucking money. Yeah, we don't like to spend money. Uh, no. There's also two free agents, uh, potential free agents that are possibly leaving our team. So it would be cool if we address that. What we say? Maybe because the odds of us. Finishing this fucking season above 500 is three and 455. Maybe we become sellers this season. Oh, man. Hmm? I'm not saying we should sell Goldschmidt. Not that, but we do have some departing free agents. Might be something to keep in mind if we're positive. Unless we're positive, this is just a fluke. That this team really doesn't suck. And that next season in 2024, we'll try again. We're all allowed to hit the reset button, right? Just because, I mean, the Cardinal way so far. Oh, I fucked up. We made it 59. I said him. Mm-hmm. The fat lard at Fredbird weighed so far has worked wonders. <laughs> wonders this past decade. Maybe maybe it's just a fluke. Maybe it's a fluke season. And we shouldn't get rid of, you know, Flaherty or Montgomery. And we all just sign them back up and we try this shit again. What do you think? Guys... I think you need to have a little thing called faith. Mm-hmm. We've been talking here for close to 40 minutes, yeah. drowning our sorrows, drowning our cats. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, at least I did that to Biscuit. Sorry, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that uh, we need to give this team a break. We need to respect that they're going through some things and that they might not work it out. But you know what? It's another year of development for Nolan Gorman. Yeah. He's got a year of development. Exactly. There there are things to be excited about. Yeah. Oh, he will be an all-star. Better be an all-star. And and Josh, I think Cardinals fans need to remember one thing, if they can take away anything from today, and that is that pain 
don't yeah. hurt. Pain don't 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 hurt. Near the top so long, you haven't had a losing season since 2007, baby. Tell you, tell you, pain don't hurt. At least you're not the Mariners. Pain don't hurt. Or the Tigers. Pain don't hurt. Or the Warriors. Pain. need to stop showing up like that's the only way you're going to tell the DeWitts to spend some fucking money stop showing up especially oh shit I sorry I just had like like a brain burst um it was did, did you see that Mazalok kind of teased that Cardinal games might become pay-per-view yeah 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 apparently they had like what, what the fuck is he had a, yeah he had a Q&A which we weren't invited to yeah, rude no, we should have gone we would have asked them the hard-hitting questions. Mm. Like, Where's our invite, bro? Yeah. They wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let us in. We'd be just, John Mosley, let us in! How, let us in! Asked him if the bow tie matches the drapes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. How big's your dick? <laughs> How big's your dick? Come on! Why am I being drug out? Pain don't hurt. Let me ask the man questions. <laughs> yeah, but that's insane. That, I mean, pay-per-view... We're going to make baseball fucking UFC. A game that's already hurting as far as, like, viewership is concerned. A game where everyone is complaining because blackouts with MLB.com. Fucking Bally Sports Midwest about to go down the fucking tube. And you're going to make this it even less accessible to most people and make it fucking pay-per-view. I want to kill myself <laughs> if that ever happens. <laughs> Great, I'll stop watching. I don't even give a shit. This Ask Sunday on pay-per-view for the low, low price of $10.99, you can watch the 33 and 45 St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> take on the 26 and 40 Kansas City Royals live from Kauffman Stadium. <laughs> Subscribe For now and get a nice copy of Roadhouse 2, the musical, <laughs> with real music by Six by Tiny Michael McDonald. Hey, don't hurt, holy shit. Hey, don't hurt like hemorrhoids. <laughs> For ten ninety nine, you can watch the full game. But for two ninety nine, you can just watch the moment that Jordan Hicks blows it in the same <laughs> like, You don't have to watch the whole thing. Just watch the one moment that matters. Jordan Hicks, is he back? We don't know. 
For three ninety nine, you can watch another lead slip away in the middle innings. <laughs> <laughs> All proceeds will go to shopping and getting a middle of the road aging middle reliever. <laughs> uh, I hate this team. I hate them so much right now. Actually, maybe maybe I don't have any emotions to it. You know, like. We don't. You're like a. We. I. I feel like we don't. I feel like we're good about not being too emotionally attached to this team, right? You know, we love them. Our, we. They've been our team since we were kids. You know. Um, you know we don't post about them like every single second. You know whether. You know, we don't. We don't hate any of the players. One of our co, one of, one of our friends, he's not on here. He saw the cure instead of tiny Michael McDonald. But uh, I like to imagine, <laughs> I like to imagine that we're not, we're not smartest. You know, I don't want to this to come off that you know as like some like enlightened, like we're enlightened by some way. But I really think we 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 try our best to be cool headed about this sort of thing. And it's um, this, you know, this is as. I think it's as bold of a stance we say that they're not going to make it. And they have to decide. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make it, Cardinals. I mean, they would have to win games at about a 92 win pace to finish 500. Is anything from what you've read, from what you watched, because all I see is a team that is clueless, that shot their wad from May 7th to May 21st. That was the best. That was what we expected, and they fucking shot their wad then, and they're back to being April. Okay, I don't, I don't see Tom, any of that in this team. You're forgetting, uh-huh. um, Packy Naughton is going on a rehab assignment coming. Oh, you did you hear what happened during oh, his rehab fuck. assignment, Josh? Oh no, he threw three or happened. four pitches and came out. Was seen. Oh God, no! Emotionally hugging his fucking coach. So it seems like things may have gotten worse. No, the Irish King. The he's got it. No. For the only good no. Irishman out there. God. No. <sighs> I, anyway, I'm, I'm dead. So, because let's. I mean, like the last like. 20 or 30 episodes, we just, when are they going to pick it up? And, like, maybe this is, like, we kill that, and we turn over a new leaf, where now we start looking at, this is the potential we're looking at. This is stuff to look forward to. This guy becomes a good trade piece. Maybe this sets us up for 2024. Because, again, our odds are 3 and 455. Barring something literally miraculous, this team is fucked. They're so fucked. They fucked themselves at the end of April. We should have saw it. I, no, sorry. People saw it then. We should have been like, yeah, they're fucked. Let's not wait till May. They went, got red hot in May just to finish one game over 500 for May. And now they are 2-7 and seven here in June. Um, they're fucked. It's over. The season's probably... The season's done. We'll leave the door open that 0.1% for something miraculous. But you can just, we can now just watch the game the same way that Mariners can do. Speaking of which, it's you know, Mariners. We, gotta, we can be a Mariners pod from time to time. What do you guys think? Or should we? Mariners? Yeah. 
Marlins. I'm ready to be a Marlins fan. Yeah, let's uh, let's pick our secondaries and talk about them a little bit more because I was gonna talk about Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll's runaway in a rookie of the year, right? Just amazing, amazing. Um, Aaron Judge is still gone. Darren Kelnick, he's having a good season. Finally, I'm so happy for that guy. But there's one team that's, you know what? We don't need to talk about them. We can talk about happier times. Like who are we fucking tonight? Oh, we got. Well, let's shout out our Patreon folks. Make Ryan shout him yeah, out because he probably doesn't know their names. I get. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> Guys, you can. Yeah, man. You can join our Patreon uh... because we'll play video games with you. Me and. Me and Bravo did that the other day. We just played video games. Mm-hmm. You don't even, I mean, you don't have to be a patron. You probably just, like, DM us and we'll game it up. But, like, if you join, you give us money, and we'll make more specials. So that way you don't have to talk about the fucking Cardinals eating ass every week. Yeah. Ryan, do you remember their names? Let's give it up for Jeff the Bagman. Um... <laughs> Miles, let's get up for Stick. Love Stick. Yeah, we have, uh, <laughs> so many patrons. That's true. That's why. That's What's up, Crash? A top two hundred. Big, big supporter of the show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yep. Very true. Some guy just named. Uh, Josh, would you like to help Ryan out here? Um. Well, we have Tyler. Uh-huh. We have oh, Bravo. Yeah. We have Tyler's brother that I, for some reason, still can never remember his name. <laughs> it starts with Sorry, Tyler's brother. We love you. Al- Alex. 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 Alan. No, Alan. Alan. Al- Alex. <laughs> I know he's not on our Patreon, but there's also... No, no, it ain't Ty- It's Nick. It's Nick. It's not Alex. Alex is the guy who gives us a dollar on Spotify. You oh, hell yeah. Shout out to Alex. It's uh, Nick or Nicholas. Here's the thing. I don't have access to the Spotify, Anchor, or Patreon. I don't get to see these names. I've I only, know only Tyler. been saying it Tyler's awesome. for weeks, Josh! I didn't mean, sorry, I've been drinking because my favorite baseball team. You have been drinking. My favorite baseball team is going to be relegated to the B League at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, do you have any that yelling just upset Biscuit? She's looking at me concerned. Or, uh, Anyway, Nick, Tyler, Bravo, Alex, and Spotify, we love you all. Um, who are we fucking tonight? Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Uh, let's fuck so many people. <laughs> Arby's man. Let's fuck, fuck Arby's man. Fuck mediocrity. Fuck, fuck Bowtie Barry. Fuck mediocrity. Yeah, fuck mediocrity. Fuck being mid. Fuck this stupid baseball team. Folks, it, it's, I mean, it'll get better. I mean, it's just baseball. Watch something else. Watch Barry again. Or the soccer team. I forget their name. They're in St. Louis. Fucking. Or come video game with us. We're playing MLB The Show. Yeah. But let's do that. Uh, fuck Pat Robertson. He's still dead. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck him. Good night, y'all. <laughs>